Good morning to everyone. Welcome to God's house this morning, and as we take a look at the sermon theme, we truly see that being a forgiven child of God, that we can let our light shine in this world, that we can be that forgiven child, walk in our occupations as we serve our Lord in this world. We make our beginning that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit, be with you all. Amen. Amen. We join together with the singing of our first hymn, Shine, Jesus, Shine. <coughs>
Let us please rise as we join in confessing our sins and receiving that forgiveness that our Lord has earned for us. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Our God is merciful. The Lord preserves the simple. Return, O oh my soul, to your rest. For the Lord has held bountifully with you. Almighty God, merciful Father, forgive us for living based on what we can see, rather than by faith in the reality established by your word. Forgive us for listening to the voices of the world, the opinions of others, and to our own sinful nature, rather than this we ask for the sake of Jesus Christ, who shed his precious blood for us on the cross. You have been ransomed from the futile and sinful ways, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, Therefore, forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated as we join with our psalm, Psalm 30.
our lesson for this morning is recorded in the Gospel of John, chapter 15. And here we see that without Christ, we can do nothing. That truly we are rooted in him. And may the fruits of our faith be evident in our lives. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up thrown in the fire and burned. For remain in me, and my words remain in you. Ask whatever you wish. It will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. This is the word of our Lord. We continue with the singing of our next hymn.
Grace and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for this morning's meditation is recorded in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 5. Dear friends in Christ, so what do you do? How often have you asked that question to someone, or, or maybe that question has been asked to you? So what do you do? Well, what they expect is they want to find out what's your occupation. What's your job? Just think how important our jobs are to us. I mean, after all, it's through our jobs that we get our self-esteem. Yes, and we get a paycheck. That helps for paying the bills. It's something that we've been trained for, look forward to. But how sad it is that so often that people just don't want to go to work. You know, it's just so hard to go there. I don't like my job. I, I don't like what I'm doing. And others just love their job. They just love to go to work. They would work free if somehow they could pay their bills. Our jobs, what do you do? Our jobs, some are life-giving. Some jobs are life-depleting. What about our Christian occupation, our Christian life. So often we think, okay, if we're here Sunday mornings, that's good enough. That's all I need. I'm going to leave my job at the door. I'm going to just leave everything there when I come in on Sunday morning. Because after all, all the hymns, all the scripture readings, they have nothing to do with my job. That's my spiritual life. But as you take a look at the words that are before you this morning, we realize again that we have a job. We have a spiritual job. We are to let our light shine. And that's why this morning we're going to take a look at the words that our Savior preached on the Sermon on the Mount with that thought in mind. Let your light shine. Let it shine because you're the salt of the earth and we are the light. That light that gives that light, that pathway to our Savior. Martin Luther brought up a theological concept of the universal priesthood. What's meant by that is that everyone is a priest. Everyone is a pastor. Well, there's the public ministry, and we'll get into that a little bit, but everyone is a priest. So what does that mean? Well, that means that we are to encourage one another to sit down and to listen to the brothers and sisters of the faith. And if there is some sin that is bothering us, that, that weight of the sin, well, we can confess it to someone. And if someone confesses their sins to us, we are to give them that forgiveness, that, that absolution. And when you think about it, actually, you probably do more ministry in the real world than any clergy can do. I mean, think about that for a moment. The pastor, how much does he really get out in the real world? How much contact does he have? Most of the time, the work of a pastor is involved with the members of the church. Again, that's part of that calling. You know, making those hospital calls, making those shut-in calls, those counseling cases, 
best thing that the pastor can do is to equip the members of the church to go out in that real world. Because when you go out in that world, you are letting your light shine, aren't you? You are showing that occupation of being a Christian that at my job, at school, I can let my light shine. Actually, you are the ones that are the bridge between the church and the, world, the true world. Think of the context you have. I mean, if I ask for a show of hands of how many of you work with someone that probably doesn't go to a church, most of your hands would go up. Your hands would probably go up because you may be one of your classmates doesn't go to church. And unfortunately, maybe some of our relatives, maybe some of them too are unchurched, but, but we can let our light shine. We can let that light shine so that, that people can see that Savior. Let's take a look at the words that Jesus tells us this morning. You are the salt of the earth. I'm sure in your mind you're already thinking about this text. These words are taken from Jesus' longest sermon, the Sermon on the Mount. He just said to those who are listening about the Beatitudes, the blessings that are ours of, of being a Christian. And then he goes on to these words and gives us that, that knowledge that we are the salt of the earth. And we know how valuable salt is, especially before refrigeration. I mean, after all, salt, you know, can preserve. It can give some taste to the food. We're not exactly sure, again, what Jesus was getting in here, what part of that value of salt was. Because, after all, salt was so important that even the Old Testament, some of the covenants with God were put on with salt. A child once while would be sprinkled a little bit with salt to symbolize the cleansing of their sins, that decay of sin be taken away, that they were a child of God. So Jesus is telling us, you are the salt. We don't get a choice in this matter. You are the salt of this world. Think what that means. When you go through those doors today, you're going out in that mission field of our Lord. You're going out there and, and you can live that life. That life that shows again that, yeah, I'm taking a look at God's word. I know what the world teaches, but I also know what God's word teaches. I better follow God's word. We can be that salt to let our morals be seen by people everywhere. To let that light shine. But do you notice but Jesus also says a warning for us. If we fail to do that work, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. Hey, the salt's of no value. So what am I going to do with it? Again, back in the days of Jesus, the roads weren't paved. So they would throw that salt out on the roads to kind of keep the dust settled. Jesus is giving us a warning, and we heard about it too in our lesson for this morning, that without Christ, we can bear nothing. But with him, we can bear much fruit. Hopefully we don't lose that saltiness. Hopefully when we go through those doors, that, okay, I've been here, it's 10 o'clock on a Sunday morning, I can put away my Christian occupation, and I can live the way I want to live. 
I can live the way the world expects me to live. That's not what Jesus is telling us this morning. But he's telling us to be ready. To be ready to be that salt. That maybe in your discussions at work tomorrow, well, yeah, I'm going to have to share my morals. I'm going to have to say what's right according to God's word. Not what's right in the teachings of the world. But then Jesus goes on about in our text for this morning encouraging us all the more you are the light of the world a town built on a hill cannot be hidden neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl instead they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house a city cannot be hidden can it with that light I mean how often have you seen a city maybe on a hill or often haven't maybe you've gone on a hill and you look out and you see those city lights shining in that darkness. I always enjoy flying at night. You know, you're, you're cruising at about 30,000 feet, 35,000 feet. You look down and you see this light that's miles away. You see those cities again, you know, and it just amazes me the way that light is shining in that darkness. And I think, well, what's it like for the pilot to come in for that landing and to see all the runway lights? That pathway that, that leads that plane safely again up to the gate by the airport? How many people that you know are stumbling in darkness in this world? How many of them are, are carrying the guilt of their sins, not sure what to do, but we can let our light shine, can't we? We can let it shine in our actions. So tomorrow, whether you're across the counter from someone, you can use your God-given abilities and put in that full day's work. If you're entering data on a computer, you can be glad that God's given you that ability. You can let your light shine again in this world. Said, so how many people are stumbling that just share the good news about that Savior. What the Savior means to you in your life. I think of the days of Jesus in, in the homes. There would be a little niche in the wall where they could put the candle, they could put the lamp. It would reflect off the wall, it would reflect and light up the whole house. That's what God expects of us. To let our light shine in this world. To let it shine so that others can see. You, you've heard me say it many times, that you're the only Bible that many people will ever read. Let your light shine. Let them know what Christ means for you in your hearts. Let it shine, because take a look at our last verse. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Again, we're not letting our light shine so that we can receive you know, that pat on the back. Look at me. I'm a good Christian. You better follow me. I'm just a little bit better than, you know, you, my co-worker. Uh-uh. It's done to, to light that pathway to that Heavenly Father. To see His grace. To see His love. That love in sending a Savior for us. The more you look at these words... We have to let our light shine, don't we? There's no ifs, ands, or buts 
in our text for this morning, to let it shine. When I realize again that my Savior went to the cross for me, his blood has, has covered my sins. And I think of that suffering, that, the way again that he was reaching out in the world. I can't help but let my light shine. Enjoy that peace. Enjoy that pathway that's been lit for us through God's, God's word. And may we light up that pathway. Because there's joy and comfort in your hearts this morning. You wouldn't be here again if, if you didn't have that joy and, and want to worship your Heavenly Father. So many more need that pathway. He's using us. Using us to light up that pathway so that people can go to that foot of the cross and enjoy that forgiveness that's ours through our Savior. Let your light shine. May the peace of God surpass all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. And as we return our first fruits to our Lord, who's going to solve things, the guest books are located in the chairs in the center aisle. Please take a moment to sign those, and as it's passed back to the center, it gives you a chance to greet your neighbor and our Lord and see. Let us please rise for our prayers. 
And in our prayers this week, we'd like to remember Virginia and John Phillips, who will be celebrating their 60th wedding anniversary this week. We bow our heads in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for watching over for Virginia and John Phillips during their years of marriage. In times of sickness and times of health, you have been with them. You have been the invited guest at all their meals. Continue to bless them and watch over them as they continue to walk in this world. And be with us all as we remember the special gift you've given us in our spouses. May we strengthen our marriages as the world attacks them, that we may know the direction that you have given us. We thank you for allowing us together as families to give us that strength in time of need. Bless the Phillips and all of us. In your Savior's, our Savior's name, amen. Heavenly Father, truly, so often we do not let our light shine. But be with us as we think of that joy and that comfort that's found in our hearts, in knowing Jesus as our Savior. In your grace and your mercy, you sent your Son to make the sacrifice for us on the cross. May we be that salt in this world in these coming days, that we may share the glorious news about our Savior. Use us as your disciples, so that people everywhere may see that pathway to that heavenly home, that Christ has earned for us all. Be with us and bless that ministry. Use the gifts that we bring so that our Savior's name is spread throughout the world. All this we ask in his name who taught us to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sinned against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. And we prepare our hearts for the Lord's Supper. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let's give thanks to the Lord our God. Praise to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In love, he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. He made his Son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ. To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, praise and thanks and honor and glory forever and ever. Jesus Christ, the night that he was betrayed, took bread. He gave thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this for remembrance of me. Then he took the cup, gave thanks. Gave to them, saying, Drink from it all. 
This is my blood, the new covenant, which is poured out for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this, and whenever you drink in remembrance of me, may the peace of the Lord be with you always. being prepared for the Lord's Supper, you'll be ushered up in the center aisles and you'll receive the elements, dispose of the cups and the baskets and return to your chairs on the side aisles.
Let us please rise for our closing prayer. Almighty God, whose Son Jesus Christ chose to suffer pain before going up to joy and crucifixion before entering into glory, mercifully grant that walking in the way of the cross, we may find this path to be the way of life and peace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace. Please be seated as we conclude our service to sing of our last
to 